0: Message this morning is titled "Why Speak in Tongues?" Why speak in tongues? And it's a Pentecost-based message. Pentecost Sunday was last Sunday. I'm not confused on that. But uh, the the connection I'm making is having Choco here was supposed to be for our Pentecost service in the evening when we do this joint gathering with many other pastors, etc. And uh, we'd we'd love for you to be a part of that. But uh, as that happened, um, I'm connecting this message with that idea. And it's okay if I talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and these things are important. And I want you to get an understanding. This message in its general style is very teaching oriented. So if you didn't get a bulletin when you came in, you're really... Should have and and we do have some extra notes, I believe, at the podium um, uh, albert 's counting right now i don 't want to mess with him. Um, let me see. I need somebody in the back there, yeah, if you know, look for the notes if if people would like the notes, Adam is here, and he 's ready to pass you out. Adam, I see a lady here but anyone and 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 even if you got a bulletin as a couple, you won 't have. Uh, but one copy of the notes, and while we used to provide it electronically, we can't do that right now. Uh, come forward, Adam, there, and wave at him as he's coming forward. If you want to to take notes, and uh, we'll make sure you have that. Thank you, Adam. Um, throughout my forty-seven years of being in the Pentecostal Church, now as you can tell, I am older than that, but when I was 14 is when I really got things right with God and 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 got full in to the Pentecostal church there where my grandmother attended Uh, prior to that I would attend on occasion Um, and so I was familiar with Pentecost it was an old school Pentecostal church in South Florida North Fort Myers Florida and and so in that time, I've seen some kind of weird stuff in the Pentecostal church, um, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mention these today because it, it's, it, it's apropos, it makes sense to, to mention these things on this occasion this way. I, I, you've seen it. It happened literally here this morning. People falling under the power of the Spirit. I've seen people shake violently and and rhythmically uh, by the power of the Holy Ghost. I mentioned last week when my mom was when the Holy Spirit would come on her, she'd do a, a kind of a thing that I can't really do like she did, but it was a it was. It was cool to watch my mom. I knew when the Holy Ghost was on my mom because she'd be sitting in a pew and you'd just see her. It was just like a... Anyway. Uh, but I, I've seen people run, and that's happened in our services. I've, I've heard people screaming. I've heard people shrieking, uh, the kind that would make you nervous. And when, if they're right behind you, especially some people, I've seen people cry out and have the people in front of them, man, they've, I mean, jump. Um, and I've seen people dancing in the spirit. I've heard people do what they referred to and what we in the Pentecostal church referred to charismatic movement as barking, you know, and it was more like a wolf, but they would just, that's, that's what they did. I, of course, remember the old-fashioned hanky wave. My grandmother used to do that, I'd pull out a hanky and just start walking around. Oh, glory. Oh, hallelujah. And then speaking in tongues and all that. I've seen the chicken jerk, which I've talked about before. Some of you have no idea what I mean when I say that, but people with the, moved under the power of the Holy Ghost and they looked like they were a chicken walking around going, you know, just doing like that. And um, so... Anyhow, laughing, of course, is common in, in some of our circles now, and, and then, of course, tongues that would scare you. Speaking in tongues in a way and on a level that would scare you, make you nervous. If, if you got sin in your life, you hear them some of them cry out loud and, and that sort of thing, and you're thinking, oh, no, oh, no. Uh, the Holy Ghost knows me, knows my story, knows what I was into last night. Now why God chose tongues as the avenue or the vehicle to the supernatural and the Holy Spirit of course it's widely debated but because most everyone can do it that's the most logical reason why he chose speaking in other tongues or a tongue that's unknown to the speaker it's You know, it doesn't matter if you're rich or poor, if you're tall or if you're short, it doesn't matter if you're male or female or if you're black or white, if you're poor or or rich, and I already said that, and if you're you're educated or uneducated, it doesn't matter. If you have a mouth and a tongue that works, you can speak in other tongues. It happened to me when I was 15 years old. I don't remember going forward to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit many times. When I got really right with God, well, even before that, you know, we had church on Sunday nights, every Sunday night, and it was, it was more evangelistic in its, in its reach, and it was usually more passionate and a little bit more wild uh, on Sunday nights. And I, I don't remember how many times I came forward to ask God to fill me with this Holy Spirit. I do remember that it happened um, during revival services where there was a very anointed evangelist bringing the word I don't remember what night it was I do remember that there were several in our youth group at the time and we all went forward in the same area around the altar and 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 I know it started happening I know it started happening with a, uh, a couple of the girls I remember from our youth group and and my my uh, youth leader was standing on my left uh, on my, my right shoulder and and he was praying over me passionately praying over me and I don't know if it was 5 minutes 10 minutes 15 minutes I don't know how long all I know is that all of the sudden the Holy Ghost got a hold of me and I began to speak out in that other language now Pastor Amy's experience was very different from mine uh, she got saved at 17 years of age and um, she was only saved three weeks so unlike me, but, you know, I was taught all the stuff. I was, you know, I was in the Pentecostal church. She, she came out of Catholicism. And she, uh, her parents got saved after watching the PTL Club. Some of you remember the PTL Club, Jim Baker, Tammy Faye. And uh, they got saved. And then they sent uh, a local AG church to their doorstep. And when they got to their doorstep, they thought they were weird people, but they, they allowed them in. And they ultimately went to that church and then Amy got right with God and just a few weeks later she's praying in her bedroom it must have been summer or at least springtime because the windows of her house were her house were open and you all know how uh, gentle and quiet she typically is and um, the word on the street is that somebody got baptized in the Holy Ghost because they could hear her for a few houses away and she was just praying, and seeking and God, reading the Word in her own bedroom. Nobody there. Nobody laid hands on her. She hadn't been taught all the good, bad, or indifferent about it. All she could tell you is just, it happened. And that's the, see, I tell you those two stories because I want you to, don't be confused about this. This isn't about how we do it or a man's design or plan. God does what God does and he wants all of us filled with the Holy Ghost. And some of you have been in the church so long seeking the baptism of the Holy Ghost and you're caught up in the the this and the that and the way it should happen and you've had people spit on you, you've had people lay their hands on you hard, you had people slap you in the back, people all around you talking in tongues and you, you still want it now you're all confused about it and why didn't I get it? Like Pastor Amy got it. Doesn't happen the same way with everybody, but everybody can. And should ardently seek. You'll find that in our doctrines, you'll find that in pamphlets and such for the assemblies of God. You should ardently seek and expect to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And uh, this this, I can tell you this. Uh, while you may struggle with understanding how all of these things manifest. But I know this. When, when I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, now, again, some of this stuff is going to be odd to you because you didn't know me when I was 14, 15 years old. You didn't know me when I was younger than that. And uh, I was so shy. It, I know that's hard for you to believe, but I was so shy and a bit backwards. And, and uh, you hear me speak so articulately now. <laughs> and uh, and such but because I was, I was raised in the south and you know i, I spoke like southerners spoke speak and uh, i've lost most of that accent now and you all th- just think i talk a little funny now but yeah you didn't know me when i was that age and i'm just very shy and uh, but when i got filled with the holy ghost i i was part of a uh, a couple of us, I found out, my other believer friends, and we went to the, the principal and said, hey, we want to start a Bible study and have a prayer uh, gathering in our high school. And they said, okay, they had to work, we had to work through some hoops, and we were like, we don't care, we, whatever, give us a room, and, and basically walked in and demanded that they open it up to us, and they did. And, and, and so that, that shyness, it was still there in my humanity but but the holy spirit was different now and and that also resulted in our our high school I always had a talent contest in in the high school and, and i landed with a group of that same, some of those same people and we we got a teacher to join us and we put together a band and and i sang amazing grace to the tune of house of the rising sun how many of you remember that song there's like four of you <laughs> willing to admit it. I maybe should, say it, should have said that part. Um, Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. So I sang that in front of our entire high school, but that's what the Holy Spirit does to even shy people, backwards people on some levels. Uh, they, they made fun of it. Some of my friends made fun of Where did you get that accent? They would say to me. I'm saying to them, look, dude, you moved here. You're from Yankee land. You're the one that talks funny. I was born and raised here. And uh, in any case... And that's the kind of stuff that, uh, and I'm okay with you laughing about that, but I want you to get this understanding. When I got baptized in the Holy Ghost, things changed. I had a level of anointing and power and, and, and boldness that I did not have in my natural humanity. I mean, I absolutely did not have it. And so I want to give you, I've had to alter this, some of you that were in the early service will remember this, but I'm going to give you two reasons why it is critical that people in our church continue to experience the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I have five altogether, but I only got through two in the early service, so I'm going to try to keep it that way today in this service, and so that should be good news for most of you. Number one, speaking in tongues is biblical. I want you to hear that. The primary reason for this practice is that the Bible prescribes it. It's biblical. It's not something that some weird person long ago made up. Uh, As Pentecostals, we must continue to practice, to emphasize spirit baptism and speaking in tongues because we maintain our belief in the supremacy of Scripture. In other words, it's in the Word of God. This is why we do this. Now, let's go to the supremacy of Scripture because this is the overarching principle that that really everything that we practice and believe should be based on the supremacy of Scripture. Come on, y'all Pentecostals. Say amen. amen. I want to know that you're with me, and listen to me. I'll tell you from the experience of the first service, I'm going to expect that you stay with me from start to finish. And the way that I realize that you are with me still is by saying amen every now and then so that I know you're still alive and listening. Second 2 Timothy 3.16 puts it this way. All Scripture, everybody say all Scripture, scripture. is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. So the plumb line is right here in the Word of God. This is your measuring stick. Everything is measured by the Word of God in your life and walk with God. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. So it's not just a negative thing that corrects you on your wrongs, excuse me, but it is a positive thing that helps you to understand what's right to do. Right? You caught that part? Look at your neighbor and say, you got some stuff to do. (laughs) You see, we believe the New Testament testimony that speaking in tongues is valid and valuable. That's what we believe. And and you're hearing me teach again today. It's valid and valuable. Acts 2, Acts 8, Acts 10, Acts 19, and 1 Corinthians 12 through 14, those chapters, they all tell us about speaking in tongues and and the what's, wise when, and how. And even though we're talking about some 2,000 years ago nearly at this point, it, it still remains valid and valuable. It never went away. It was never God's intent that this, any of the gifts of the Spirit would just pass away. Any of them. But I want you to hear these words from Acts chapter 10, verses 44 through 46. Even as Peter was saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell upon all who were listening to the message. Now, he's at the household of Cornelius. Just to help all of you be in context, Cornelius, you can tell by the name, was not a Jew. He was a Roman officer, actually. The the Scriptures tell us these things. But he was an ardent uh, follower of God. He loved God. And, and, and he was a giver. He was generous. The Scriptures tell us these things. And, and he was praying, and God visited him with an angel. An angel visited him and spoke to him. And so he calls or sends for Peter, now Apostle Peter. And you, you may remember that he was on the ha- rooftop of Simon uh, the Tanner's house. And he was praying, as would be appropriate, and he saw a vision. And this is that vision where a sheet comes down from the sky and there's all manner of, of uh, animal life on that sheet. And, and and the voice said to him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. And Peter said, I, I don't eat that stuff. You know, I'm a Jew. I don't, we don't partake of that stuff. And it goes away and then it comes back again. Same stuff on it. Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Lord, I don't... Uh, we, don't, we don't do that in the we don't practice that stuff we don't eat that kind of stuff third time rise Peter kill and eat and the voice says what I have cleansed don't you call it unclean so eat Peter next thing you know is Simon Peter at this place well yeah he's up on the rooftop praying well, we need to see him. And so they send for Peter. Peter comes to the household of Cornelius, and, and this is the first part I want you to see. Even as Peter was saying these things, what things? He's telling them that Jesus came, He lived, and He died for their, them and their sins. The Holy Spirit fell upon all who were listening to the message. The Jewish believers who came with Peter were amazed that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles too. For they heard them speaking in other tongues and praising God. How did they know they were filled with the Holy Spirit? They heard them speaking in other tongues. They heard them speaking. So it's not something whispered. It's not something done internally. It's something done externally. Because they heard them. And you know why they were amazed? Because he poured out the Holy Spirit on the Gentiles too. You Pentecostal believers that are not Jews should say, Hallelujah. Because he poured out his Spirit on them as well. So our position isn't just about speaking in tongues, then. It's much more fundamental, our view of Scripture. I need you to get that this morning. Well, it's afternoon. I need you to get that. It's based on our view, our fundamental view that the scripture is our plumb line, our priority. It's what we abide by, not by the whims and fancy of men and their feelings. Pause with me for a moment. Father, I thank you for taking care of our Supreme Court justices that every plan of the enemy to do robbery, Every plan of the enemy to fix the court is destroyed by the power in the name of Jesus. You stand with our Supreme Court justices, Lord, and provide protection beyond that which the hand of man may be able to provide in Jesus' name. I want you to catch this, church. Our position, it's important that we abide by laws, and our Supreme Court is the chief uh, law-abiding system in our world, in our nation, I should say. They are the ones that, that keep us to the law. We need good people in those positions. Our view is not based on feelings or opinion. Rather, it's based on Scripture. It's not based on how I feel about it. Listen to me. Church, our motivation is to live out God's Word. It's not just because we feel like this is the right thing to do. We don't follow this practice because our founders recommended it or our grandparents practiced it or because it's part of our church culture. Some of you Hispanic people think that y'all had the corner on the culture of, of, of this Pentecostal way and manner. No, you didn't. This goes all the way back to the New Testament. We do it based on what the Scriptures tell us to do. We operate this way. And sure, there are different ways. You can go to any other Assembly of God church this morning and their service won't seem anything like ours. It won't you won't see, frankly, there's very few Assembly of God churches you'll go to. There'll be two tongues in a morning service, Sunday morning service. They reserve that stuff for quiet rooms. But in the Assemblies of God, we remain committed to the Word of God. That's what I want you to catch today. So consequently, we see spirit baptism and the gifts of the Spirit as available to every believer today. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. So first thing I want you to catch today before you walk out of here, speaking in tongues is biblical. Because you're going to find yourself in places where, where people are going to challenge you, you. Yeah, you know, I'm okay. I like your church. like the worship. is very lively. But that speaking in tongues thing that's a little weird. I don't, I don't really get with that. And you need to have some kind of an explanation. Your explanation is they did it when they were baptized in the Holy Spirit in the Word. Get them to the Word. I'll give you more stuff later, but right now, let's turn our attention to the initial physical evidence initial physical evidence the speaking in tongues excuse me is the initial physical evidence of the baptism in the holy spirit i said this last week anytime you see me put capital h and capital s together that's holy spirit and uh, anyway the, the the purpose of spirit baptism is about more than speaking in tongues though I could have heard a few more amens on The purpose of spirit baptism is about more than speaking in tongues. I said it last week. It's not a badge of honor. It's not something that... You know, I'm proud Pentecostal. I don't mind. I, I'll tell you all that. I'm proud Pentecostal. but But I don't wear it like it's a badge of honor that it makes me better than other Christians. I just... I'm glad I'm baptized in the Holy Spirit because it helped me understand that I have access to way more power than I can generate in my humanity. Oh, say hallelujah with attitude. That's right. It's one thing, it is the one thing. Hear me when I say this. It is the one thing God decided to give each of us that we may know this thing is real. It's the one thing. And I can't tell you why. I I have some understanding. I I believe it's connected to the fact of what I I said earlier that, you know, I mean, anybody could do it. Doesn't matter how wealthy you are. Doesn't matter how uh, white you are or black you are or whatever. None of those things matter. doesn't matter if you're a man or if you're a woman. You can be baptized in the Holy Ghost. It is physical evidence that helps us understand that everything God tells us we can do, we should do. I'm going to explain that a little bit. It is physical evidence that helps us understand that everything God tells us we can do, we should do. How many of you need signposts? Things that help you know where you're going. Y'all remember the day before GPS? You, you remember those days when you were driving? You, we, we'd go across the country. And, and and we would follow a map and signs. You remember those days? Now, think about this for a minute. I I, I went somewhere. Oh yeah, I was going over to the park. I had to plug it into the GPS, and I've been there three times. Because I'm like, because I know, you know. I followed the GPS all the other times. What if the GPS is messed up? Yeah. And then you know how many, how many of you have ever thought this GPS is jacked up right now. It ain't right. I don't know where it's telling me to go, but I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> if it weren't your thro- phone, you'd throw it out. But you get signposts. There are are indicators. This is a physical indication of an internal happening, a spiritual act. When you got saved, you got saved by faith, right? And while it'll manifest, it should manifest in your physical life and how you act, It's not immediate that you feel or understand something about it. But this is different. When you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, you will speak in other tongues. And I'm going to burst a couple of bubbles right now. If you have never spoken tongues, you are not baptized in the Holy Spirit. All right, we're going to remain biblical. I read a couple of those verses, but all of those chapters I pointed you towards, it says when they received the Holy Spirit, when they were filled with the Holy Spirit, the one at Cornelius' house, how did they know they were filled with the Holy Spirit? They heard them speak in other tongues. It's the sign God has given us that we are filled with the Holy Spirit. And why is that necessary? So you know where you're going and what you're doing, what you're capable of now. This is the open door. It's the access point to everything God has prepared for His children, His church. We have a purpose. We have a a, a plan. We have a function that we need to participate in. And God's given us His Holy Spirit so that we have something to go on. And, and so throughout the book of Acts, people who were filled with the Spirit spoke in tongues. Acts 2, Acts 8, Acts 10, Acts 19. They're in your notes, but if you're taking notes and it's not there, write it down. Look at those three, four chapters. Read them. They'll help you. I'm just going to go to Acts 19 verse 4. Acts 19, verse 4, Paul said, John's baptism called for repentance from sin. Now, Paul is gone to Ephesus. That's where he's at right now. Paul, the apostle, has traveled to Ephesus. He has heard that there are some believers there now. And so he meets some of them. There's 12 men. And he meets them. And he asks them, what baptism have you received? Well, we've only heard uh, uh, about the Gospel of John. Paul said John's baptism called for repentance from sin, but John himself told the people to believe in the one who would come later, meaning Jesus. Remember, John said he will baptize you with Holy Spirit and I want to hear the fire. Yeah. Somebody say fire. Now that's not plain old. When, you, when you're on fire, you know you're on fire, right? How many of you have ever been burned physically? You knew it when it was happening. You was like, ouch! You knew it was up. Pastor Mackay, you can say amen. Just the last outreach, uh, right there. There's a scar on her. She helped me put the uh, generator back in my truck, and she had the hot side. She's been delivered, though. Hallelujah. Healed. (laughs) Still a mark there. Well, that's the way the Holy Ghost is. He leaves a mark that doesn't go away, though. Let me read on. As soon as they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they spoke in other tongues and prophesied. There were about 12 men in all. So what's this telling you? It's telling you that they had heard the gospel preached to them. But you see from this passage... As soon as they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. You see that? That's water baptism. They were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then when Paul, hear that? Then. That means after. Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they spoke in other tongues and prophesied. There were about 12 men in all. So speaking in tongues is like a signpost that points to the Spirit's activity in our lives. It lets you know He's resident. He's active. He's doing something. And, and here's the deal, church. Here's what I want you to catch. If we remove the signpost, we risk missing all that it represents. So woe to the churches that have removed the signpost. Woe to them. I don't care what their title is. I don't care who's listening, who gets this online. If you're an Assembly of God church, if you call yourself Pentecostal, if you've removed the signpost, you are threatening to lose the activity of the Holy Spirit, the anointing and power that comes with this. Amen. 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 Yes, Pastor. Let, me, let me help you understand this. The physical symbol of this wedding band points to the union of the marriage, which has a far deeper significance than a mere circular band. Right? There's more to marriage than this. All of you married people say hallelujah, amen. It means way more than this, right? And, and, and whether you got a big rock or a little rock, ladies... It means way more, your your value and the value of that covenant that you make is way deeper than that band on your hand. And it's the same thing. We, We have a physical signpost, and that's speaking in other tongues. But it's way more than speaking in other tongues. Here's what I... And probably the most valuable point I'll be able to make to you today. Jesus promised his followers would be clothed with power from on high. Luke 24, 49. He promised his followers we'd be clothed with power from on high. Somebody say power. power. Now, how many of you have been to a, a, a wedding recently? Anybody? nobody you've how many of you have ever been to a wedding funerals you, you you go to a funeral you commonly you don't dress in your ripped jeans that's not the day for your ripped jeans showing off you know, your stuff your knees and whatever yeah your stuff Nobody really wants to see, but it's the thing now. I, all right, okay. Uh, so you, you get dressed for the occasion, don't you? Y'all remember when they the parents used to say this to their kids? I want you to put on your Sunday best. Uh-oh. It's because we had church clothes, isn't it? The church clothes weren't the same as the air day clothes they weren't the same as those air day things were they now you dressed up for Sunday some of y'all from other cultures Esther in the room look at look, look at Esther she's all she all dressed up you know and you catch her in her uh, some of those days she'll have her African dress on even the headdress she's going all out she sold out to Jesus so there used to be a day when we dressed up to go to church. <laughs> amen. Go ahead, say amen, sister. You've been wanting me to say this all this time. So, so we, we, we do these things because the occasion calls for it how many of you realize you live in a time when you need to be clothed with power from on high you're you're living in a day in an age where just rudimentary the average you need to have on more than your you need to have on your holy ghost suit not your everyday jeans Yeah, yeah, you need to get yourself, you need to get your best gospel shoes on so you can do something. You can make a difference for the kingdom of God. You need to be clothed with power that's not human in its makeup. And it's my job to equip you for works of ministry. My job. Pastor Mackay's job. It's our job. That's what we do. That's everybody on the teaching platform, but especially preachers, we're named in the Scripture. I'll I'll give it to you. I just wanted you to have your opportunity to write your notes. But here it is in Ephesians 4, verses 11 and 12. Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people. Their responsibility is to equip God's people. Say, I'm God's people. people. To do His work and build up the church, the body of Christ. So what's that mean? That means that it's my job It's my job, it's evangelist Nick and Emily's job to build up, they're named, they're named in there. To build up the body, to to make it so that people know how to do his work. And how do I equip you? Oh, I can teach you, but I can teach you that you need the Holy Ghost. That's how you get equipped to do what he wants you to do. The way that he wants you to do it because you can do stuff your way you can have some skills and do some stuff but I want to be filled with the Holy Ghost and walk in his power and so woe to those of us in lead roles if we don't do what must be done to equip the church for a last days harvest you know you're in the last days don't you we're in the last of the last days and you need to be equipped. Come on. You just look around a little bit, you'll see it. You'll see it. And everywhere. There are signs everywhere. The enemy's out to destroy the church and the work of the church and everybody that he can. If he can take you out before you get to know Jesus, you're out of the picture. I know it's cold in here, folks, but I'm prepping for tonight. I expect this place to be filled up. And by the way, I'm sweating, but anyway. Sorry about your luck, but Tonight it should be full, and I want this place cooled down. And if you notice, when you walked in, the foyer wasn't exactly. Yeah, it was. It was was like the tropics out there. Well, the air conditioner's down, so we're going to open up the doors and let the foyer cool off a little bit during the day. And anyhow, I digress. I want you prepared to do a work in these last days. It's my job to prepare you to do that work. And listen, it's like, it's like me, if I do nothing, or if I, if I leave us in this level of mediocrity, it would be the equivalent of me giving you a $20 bill and saying, go fill your gas tank up. How many of you know that ain't happening today? I don't even care if you got a 10-gallon tank in your car. Yeah, you ate a a $20 bill. Yeah, we're at 5 bucks now. I told you all on Wednesday night, (laughs) those that were here, right by our house, exit 15, 15th Street exit, excuse me, by Rothrock, right across there, $4.69 a gallon. It went up ten cents from Wednesday, so I'm telling you, you better get there now. Four sixty-nine. You don't even have to be a member at anybody's club or anything, and uh, and just use your debit card or cash, and uh, get four sixty-nine a gallon. That ain't getting you far, is it? A twenty-dollar bill isn't getting your tank full. How many of you want your tank full of the Holy Ghost? You want all that you can get from him because you got to do a work that you can only do if you have his empowerment. I told you there was a lot more, but I'm going to leave you right here. And your notes, bring them back next week because, Lord willing, I'll get into those next week uh, should the Lord tarry and not rapture us out of here before that happens. I talk that way because I believe that way, so... I hope you're still with me on it, but listen, he's, he's about his business, and these are last days. Would you stand to your feet? Now, before I get to next, I need to do this. Would you bow your head and close your eyes? possible that you are here this morning, and you've heard all of this, and for whatever reason, your life is not in a good place, and you're not in a right relationship with Christ. Uh, Maybe you walked away from it. Maybe you've been dabbling in things that you know are destructive in their nature, and they're not good for you. Savior. Even if you're watching online right now, you need Jesus as your Lord and Savior. you're in the sanctuary right now, heads are bowed, eyes are closed, nobody's looking around, nobody's talking to somebody else. Not the time to jump up and run somewhere else. If you're here, you know you need to make things right with God. If he were to rapture his church out right now, you're not sure you would go. Come on, remove the question mark. Today and say, preacher, pray for me. I, I gotta get things right with the Lord today. You lift your hand up right where you're at. It's just between me, you, and the Lord. Lift your hand up. You say, I gotta get things right with the Lord. I don't wanna I don't wanna wonder. I want to know that I'm in a right relationship with God. I want to know when he raptures us out of here that I'll be going with him. Or if God forbid, I should get in some accident. We don't know tomorrow. You don't know. I don't care how young and healthy you are, you don't know. You're not guaranteed. I can guarantee that you can go into eternity and live forever and be with Jesus if you're in a right relationship with God. So anyone like that that's not not prepared, not ready for that. Why wait for tonight? The Holy Spirit's here. You know that. You've experienced that earlier. Powerful. The Holy Spirit. Now, I want to make sure that i got all the people never been baptized in the Holy Spirit spoken tongues up here now. Because I suspect there's probably as many of you that spoke in tongues one time or when you received or maybe a few times, but it's been a long time and you need a refill. How about you come up here also? You need a refill. It's been a long time and I'm going to do this. I'm going to have you. I I hate to do this because it may embarrass a few folks, but you guys, would y'all go over to that side? Just go over to that side. Never been baptized. The Holy Spirit, my left. And you not. Some of you questioning this thing. Maybe laid off in a bit. In a long time. But even this morning, you were here and you, you sensed that move of the Holy Ghost, and you're thinking, I need a refresher. Because you were here and you didn't really, you were like, I don't, okay, I know the preacher's got something going on. But I, I want you to be here. All right, now, you spirit filled believers, you begin praying in the spirit. Right now. All of you spirit filled believers, you begin praying in the spirit. I want all my deacons, the elders, I want y'all up here with the people. I want y'all up here with the people. Deaconesses, come on. Come on. Come stand with these ladies. Come on. Vanessa ladies come on we're not teaching you to speak in tongues but I want y'all I want all of you that are up front right now to listen to me for a minute I know there's people praying over and you people praying over them, just pray gently for a minute because I want them to hear me you come forward I want you to hear me And I know many of you should be up here, should be baptized in the Holy Spirit. You need to hear this as well, though. This is a spoken language. I cannot dance around this issue. It is a spoken language, so it has to come out of your mouth. And here's another thing you need to know He doesn't make you talk, it's not like He's gonna force you to speak. The gentleman. He doesn't operate that way. It's still your mouth. It's still your tongue. Hear me when I say that. The scripture speaks of it this way. The spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet, the person. So he's not going to take command of your mouth or your tongue. He doesn't operate that way. You have to release yourself and allow him to just use your vessel because you need to learn this now for the whole of your life and walk with God. You're just a vessel. He wants to work through you. And the baptism of the Holy Spirit is the intrusion of that in that moment, if you will. So evangelist Nick, you get there with Alberto, and now you all begin to pray. And here's what I want you to do. Those of you who have come forward to receive Come on over. There's still there's still a lady here. I want one of you with me. You're still praying in the Holy Spirit. Those of you already filled with the Holy Spirit out there, you're praying in the Spirit right now. If you're not filled with the Spirit, just, just hum along with Pastor Mackay or pray. He's here. He's here. He's here. He's here right now. Fill him, Lord. Fill him, Lord. Fill him with the Holy Ghost. Fill him, Lord. Fill him, Lord. Fill him, Lord. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. No English, no Spanish. Speak what He gives you. Be filled, 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 filled with the Holy Ghost. Filled with the Holy Ghost. Filled. Fill them up, Lord. Fill them up, Lord. Fill them up. Just speak it out. Just speak it out as He gives the utterance. Come on, turn loose and let Him... Speak through Lord Jesus. Fill her up, fill her up, fill her up, fill her up, fill her up. You hear something, you say something. I don't care how weird it is. It doesn't have to sound like anybody else's. It doesn't have to sound like anybody else. Come on, Tina. That's the Holy Ghost on you, Richie. That's the Holy Ghost. Just say it. Just speak it out. Come on, lift your hands Lift your hands, you're down in the altar Lift your hands up high Say, fill me up, Lord, fill me up Fill me up No English, no Spanish Speak as he gives the utterance. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Don't you be afraid of this. So you breathe Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. That's it. That's the Holy Ghost. Don't slow down. Don't back off. Don't quit. Just as the Spirit gives the utterance, just go ahead. I don't care how strange it may seem to you. Just say it. I don't care three syllables. Say it. Frischa taraba karando, creda alla la boccoria rando, you Lord, Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Shataraba la boccoria raba karete, Shataraba la boccoria raba karete, Frischa taraba la I could have your attention now all of you here uh, first of all Alberto good you're good and I know you got a refresher right let me, let me ask did you receive the baptism did you speak in other tongues no about you Richie I thought so Gloria did you speak in other tongues didn't happen yet and you alright so here this is why I asked you I, I wanted your attention I told the story of Pastor Amy she didn't have anybody around cause you don't need somebody else he's the baptizer he's the baptizer alright we're gonna continue to do this till you receive I don't mean right now but we'll continue praying over you and believing with you come back tonight want more come back tonight that's how this happens you immerse yourself and say i want more lord i want more lord i need you lord i want to be filled with the holy ghost so come on back tonight get in this as often as you need to till you get what you receive a need excuse me. it's about the business of feeding those who are hungry Filling those who would need to be filled. Amen. Praise the Lord. Father, I pray your blessings on your people. Your anointing be upon your people as they go their way today. God, keep them safe. Get them back here tonight and, and Wednesday and, and next Sunday, Lord. Bring I want them hearing in all of this stuff, God, because I want them to receive everything that they can from you. I thank you, Lord, for